Good. Well, I was going to say good afternoon, but I don't know what time you're listening to this at. So hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me as usual is Ben Hibbert. Hello there. I thought you were going to go full on good morning Vietnam then. <laughs> oh, I wish I wish I had done. Now you've told me that I should, but now I can't because it's your idea. So I'll leave it for you. Um, and also joining us today is um, a former guest, but maybe new regular voice on the podcast. Who knows? It's Liam Baker. That's the first I've heard of it, but I'll take it. Yay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh... There we go, right? Uh, it's ruined already. You Thanks, Ben. You can't do that. You have to. You can't do that, title of your sex tape. Okay. Right. Shall we move on? <laughs> do some stuff yes. about X-Ring. Uh, no, it's uh, it's it's been actually, um, like, as is standard with AMG now, they um, appear to be releasing content literally the day after we record. So, like, stuff's being released on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. We record on a Monday night. So... Um, yeah, we, we've got some stuff to talk about that has been on the internet for about a week, um, as well as a few other odds and sods that have been going on. So um, first thing that we just want to remember is a quick shout out to uh, the Weekend Warlords who've done a, a live event. We were chatting about them on the last podcast and saying that we were going to miss them. Um, it turns out we're not going to miss them at all because they did a reunion event. So they got all the old gang back together. They went to Boards and, Board and Swords in Derby swords yeah. and boards something yeah. like that boards and swords, uh, board and swords and derby yeah yeah it's Ash- where ashok and odge um hemmings would play out of um and yeah they had a, an event that looked like there was about 20 something people there um all the old warlords gang so it was great to see um so obviously in person uh play coming back um i've no idea who was there apart from a couple of obvious faces that i recognize like lewis um jess and um Kev Bellamy, a few others um, that you know who are kind of recognised, but um, it was a big old group picture that I saw, um, so it was lovely to see um, that the, the game is starting to pick back up again. So obviously we're all playing in person, down at Element again here and there. We've had a couple of events down at Board and Brum, um, and we're obviously planning the next Sith Taker Open. We've had the Sith Taker Open as well. So yeah, it looks like um, as long as we continue to come out of lockdowns and be sensible, we can continue to play the game using the actual components rather than relying on TTS. So it's good. Um, Quite happy. Um, Talking about the Sith Taker Open, um, it's kind of gone a bit crazy. Um, We've sold almost two thirds of the tickets. So we're around about 100 sales um, at the minute. So there's tickets left, um, 30 quid, including lunch, um, participation prizes, all that jazz. Um, We're into deep conversations and thoughts about what we're going to have for for other pricing um as well so it's going to be really good um if you haven't got a ticket yet and you really do want to come i would urge you to buy one um because the rate that they're selling at the moment i don't think we're going to get to christmas and still have many tickets left so um yeah it'll be awesome to see everybody um but um because we're going to plug it an awful lot in the coming kind of weeks and months i'm going to stop there and not keep talking about it because um, I am I mean, quite excited. We can talk when we know more prizes. I think I we're, we're a bit further on than we expected to be, really, aren't we, mate? Yeah, we are. <laughs> I, wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting to have sold 90-something tickets in the first kind of week and a half of sales of tickets being live. But, yeah. Um, oh, the other thing was, last week we talked about the feedback that we'd given back to the venue about uh, kind of the state of some of the facilities and stuff. They've come back to us. 
and said that it's on their plan for um, the next couple of months to actually go and address those issues um, and that they hear us and that they understand that, you know, if we're going to run those big events, the facilities need to be in order. So um, it was amazing. Like they, we gave them feedback and they've listened to it and responded in exactly the way that we need. So it's what we've, we expect from Element and, you know, that's why it was a bit of a surprise that it wasn't quite up to scratch and they've kind of said, yeah, we hear you, let's go and get it sorted. So. And it means thing. now that everybody can poop. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be discreet by talking about the facilities. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The traps will be back in full function. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, so that, that's the, that's the Sith taker open. Um, one thing that, um, well, Sean um, Jordy, who's occasionally a voice on the podcast, um, did mention was that if anybody has any cool ideas for prizes for stuff for the Sith Taker Open, just ping us a message and say, have you thought about, and we might be able to solve it. We might be able to do it. We might not. Um, but yeah. I've got um, one. Go oh, on. gosh. Is it a date with Liam Baker? Oh, no, no. That's if you come last. Okay. Wooden Spoon Prize. <laughs> Looking at you, Darren. Uh <laughs> Why don't we look at the potential of getting a replica lightsaber or something? Well, as you mention it, I am going to Galaxy's Edge next August. So, uh, you know. But there are custom places online that do them oh. true, like 50 quid at times as well. Yeah, that would be and interesting to do it as a, that'd be good to do it as a first place trophy yeah. rather than a, rather than a template tray or a, you know. I mean, any man and his dog can get a template tray, can't they? Yeah, yep. True. Not rich, though. I have one. <laughs> Not a good one, though. I mean, it's the same one that you've all got. <laughs> oh, mine and Ben's going to look a bit different soon, so. You bought yours. We got given ours. Yeah. <laughs> um, fair enough. I did win one once, though, so, you know. Yeah, but the less fun. said about that, the better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay um so yeah if you do have any like obviously think you know we, we've thought about cards um we've thought about tokens we've thought about templates you know we've thought about standard game components so this is really if you've got an idea that's a little bit you know oh that would be really cool that we can do because you know we want to to have something a little bit unusual we've got some ideas but obviously if, if you've got one buzzing around in your feverish brain then let us know and we'll see if we can make it happen that'd be cool what about a mask of my face a paid-for tattoo of Ben's face on your face. But it must be on your face. Yeah. Um, maybe not. Paid-for tattoo of the Sith Takers logo on your butt. Something like that. That'll be fine. Um, <laughs> such adults. <laughs> Do you believe I'm 43 with two kids? <laughs> so... Um, the other thing that I want to talk about is uh, Sith Taker League started this week. So um, everybody who's in the Sith Taker League, check out your parents. And thanks again to Ben for sorting everything out and running it. And we've not discussed prizing yet, but we will have some sort of prizing um, funded by the Sith Takers. Thanks to our affiliate scheme. Um, we get a few pennies here and there, and that allows us to continue to um, fund prizing for the online games, even though we don't charge you to enter the league. So we'll do something. Um, but we need to have a chat about what that is. Just with the uh, the Sift Taker League, I was actually uh, chatting to uh, someone that's joined the Wretched Hive. So if you play the Wretched Hive this year, uh, Ollie Pocknell and Tom Reed are both in that. So best of luck to you guys. There's some serious killers down there, actually. 
Oh, so there, all, there always up. is. There was a guy joined who um, I don't know in person. I just I recognised him. I think he's from the um, uh, Japanese. Um, oh, Joe's Condon. Yeah, XDC team. Yeah. Oh yeah, Joe's good. Joe's good. And um, yeah, I've heard his name a lot. He was on the podcast a while ago. Yeah. Oh, was that? Like, I recognised it. Yeah, that's why I recognise yeah. it. You yeah. know, I'm not the best with names. I just sort of theme, <laughs> and I go, I recognise that. But never yeah. remember that. It was on the podcast. And, Andy years. listens. Andy listens as well. So, um, oh, well. <laughs> well done, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was, uh, I was looking at my league. Um, this is Mandalore. So I'm on Division Two. I'm the one under the Jedi Council that Liam. Are you in Jedi Council still, Ben? Or have yeah. you dropped? You are still nope. in it. Um, so I'm in, I'm in the I'm in the division below you guys, and um, I, I just I just had a look at it, and I was like, oh, Actor Khan has finally made it up from the wretched hive. Well, he, bum. he is he's <laughs> climbed up so quick. I know it's ridiculous, and and there's other names in that division that I just looked down at, and I was like, well, I was hoping for a couple of easy games, but oh well. <laughs> Let's hope that the RNG gives me the people who've been newly promoted or. You know, whatever, um, find themselves out of their depth or something. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving oh. much hope to it. But um, there really is some names in there, isn't there? No, oh, it's cheeky. And I mean, that's the thing. Like the Jedi Council and Mandalore, you're going to be trading four up and four down, and it's never going to be. Then neither of them is going to be an easy division to to get through, um, or to place well in. So it it is actually a testament, Liam, to the way that you've been playing for the last kind of six seven <clears> months that you won the jedi council last year you know you, well, you beat, beat we'll out tim, about it before. yeah you beat out tim didn't you in the yeah i did i put him in his place <laughs> uh, not not in uh not in uh sif take league only in that small kyber event okay. yeah it's true well you were both in the jedi council weren't you no no i, I, I was i was in mandalore last season because i beat you Rich. oh were you Oh, that's right. Yeah, you did. Oh, Tim gets promoted, I think. Yeah, yeah. Tim got promoted, yeah. Because oh. he won it? 8 and 0, I think. Yeah. Oh, class acknowledges class, and well done, Tim. <laughs> that was a solid burn, Tim. I know, that, that's it. I, I, I could, uh, I could uh, be quiet and just cherish this moment. I was um, just about Tim, to take Tim, a swig of my brew. I'm glad I didn't. Tim's not officially talking on this episode. He's just chipping in to, to burn me. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, the thing is, these leagues, though, uh, the longer they go on, the harder each one gets. Yeah. So it's, to be fair, it, regardless of what league you're in, especially like the Wretched Hive is just full of big names as well. Like your game will massively improve and you'll probably enjoy your X-Wing as well because you get such a variety of people. Yeah, that, uh, I think it, that's the thing because it's, um, it's not Swiss. So you could be doing really, really badly or, or really, really well. Um, and you can be playing against somebody who's at the other end of the table, or you can be playing yep. against the person who's got the same record as you. Um, so, yeah, it's you know, it's great to be in because you know you'll get to play games against people you wouldn't expect to play against otherwise. So it's brilliant. Um, so yeah. Anyway, Sith Taker League started off again, so we'll doubtless have some people on to talk about some stuff at some point in the future about that. Um, that's quite good. Um, and the other thing that's going off at the minute is the Kyber pods, the Kyber League. Um, I won my pod last week, which is why I want to talk about it. You know, <laughs> uh, I went 3-0. I decided to stop messing about and started practicing with the list and have to use for the XTC finals. And um, who knew that um, resistance joisting beef is really good at just rolling across lists? Um, 
Yeah, with a little bit of dice luck in the game against aces, where I managed to not lose points and stuff um, due to a little bit of variance um, on the bad matchup. But yeah, got three and zero in that one, which puts me on four and two, which makes me quite happy. So last pod started today, I think, or this week. Um, you're four and two as well, aren't you, Liam? Uh, yeah, two or twice, something like that. Scrubbing out second place both times. Yeah. Apparently, I'm going to win some all dark cards for things that I'll never use. So they'll probably turn up on the prize. (laughs) They'll probably turn up as spot prizes at the Sister Group. (laughs) Chuck them in. It'd be fine. It's all good. Um, So, yeah, but the Kyber Cup's good. And it's, uh, I think, um, of the people that we know doing the best is Kez from Steel City Squadron, Um, Kester Smith from. XTC England team FO pilot extraordinaire who is currently sitting on six and zero and in the top pod, so he's fighting for the big prize this time around against a couple of other um, big guns. So uh, best of luck to Kes. Um, see if he can pull it out. That'll be good. Um, I've talked about the XTC a couple of times. Do we want to talk about the XTC? The final is this weekend. I think we maybe should touch on it a bit. Yeah, go um, for it. I, think I mean, we did on the list a little bit, didn't we? We didn't. Because I've, I mean, have the list been public yet? I've not seen a list anywhere. They are, but they're kind of on a PDF that's kind of floating around. Um, not bothered with them. Yeah, it's it's okay. like a massive, it's a massive PDF with you know seventy lists on it or something, and that's... they're all very kind of as you'd expect, except for a few weird things. But well, the best place to go is if you go to the XTC dot space. Uh, that is the XTC's website, and on there, I think it's like. 2011 event info and then there's a list there's a link to all the lists from the group stage and all the lists from the uh from the finals have you traveled back in time tim what you Wait, said 2011 a... event info i was like what I said, 2021 yeah. Event yeah, info. yeah yeah um, that's, that's that's where i'm living these days in my, in my mind so <laughs> just um... just back just preparing for the london olympics everybody's happy <laughs> that's what's happening um so yeah um so yeah, it's the um yeah, the XTC dot space absolutely is the best place to go and find it to look at the lists and stuff. Um it's worth just mentioning that there is and has been published and you can see it there a streaming schedule. Um so you can actually see which streamers are going to be doing which games on which day. Um so like there's ten streamers are doing uh, so there's ten streamers and there's five matches per round so there's 10 teams five matches per round two streamers per match so from each set of games two of the seven will be streamed um and we've not decided which ones are which but basically every player at some point will end up being streamed um that's kind of what they've said is we're going to get as many people as possible um on so that there's as much variety as possible um and yeah, there's no, um, I think as we said last time, there's no bias to who's getting the, the interesting and inverted commas games in the, the last couple of rounds, you know, the ones that we might think might be um, kind of critical towards it. It's all pre-published in the end, so we don't know which is going to be the stream that matters and which is going to be the one that's going to get three viewers because it's places nine and ten playing off or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be cool. But again, all the information is at the XTC dot space, um, which is still one of the coolest web links I think I've ever heard of. Um, so, but then I'm a nerd, so I find these things cool. Um, okay, shall we talk about Y wings then? Yeah, 
Why? Because hey. it, it, it's the content, it's the spoiler, and I completely <laughs> missed the pun, and now I feel like an idiot. So that's uh, right. <laughs> no match your appearance. <laughs> so we've we, we had some information before. We've talked about it before. Basically, the Y wings have got um, config slots that change their um, base abilities. Um, so um, there's one that adds torps and missiles and gives them two additional shields. And it's called the War Thunderbolt, <clears throat> but it takes away the ship ability. And the ship ability is if you do an action that is added to your action bar by a talent illicit or something else upgrade, then you get a free calculate token, right? So what they basically said is you can have double mods or lots of mods as long as you're not using them to fire torps, essentially. Who <laughs> kind of said, no, you can't you can't do that. Um, because that seemed like it's really good. Um so bearing in mind that, here are the abilities that they've spoiled. So a lot of these were spoiled in French early in the week and then magically magically an article came out with most of them in it the day after um so it's like it's almost like leaks force official publication um so we've got corum capellum before you engage you may choose one ship at range zero to one in your arc if you do transfer one green token to you from this ship so he's quite low initiative i believe he's a two or a three it's one Initiative one, is he? Yeah, I'm looking at the card on the. Oh, uh, okay, cool. I've just got the. I've just got the text. Yeah, I know. I figured that we might have questions, so I went and found it while you were reading it. Cool, good man. Uh, so yeah, initiative one, and he's got payloads ability. What's not to like? Yeah, but I it's quite like that. It's before you engage, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but he's engaging at initiative one, so he can see the board state and pull a token that hasn't been used. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Like it can be from a friendly or it can be from an enemy. So, you know, I've got a I've got a range one shot into that reinforced decimator, and I'll just take the reinforce off you. Or, you know, I've got a range one shot into that decimator. I'll take the focus that you haven't had to spend yet because you don't roll green dice or whatever. You know, That's it's one of those. If he gets to shoot, if he gets to shoot, because he's initiative <laughs> one. But, but some of the other abilities, and I think that there might be a thing here where we spam these or at least have two or three of them, because there's a lot of stuff in here that says, if you shoot me, then things happen. If you don't shoot me, then things happen, and they might be worse. So <laughs> what do you, what do you want to choose? Um, That's resistant Zam. Yeah, kind of. It is It is a little bit in... Well, and one of them will come to later on. It's a bit like that. Um, You're just trying to justify that you've ordered two packs, aren't you? I've ordered one pack, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll order the second pack if it turns out that they are worth having four of. I'll make fun <laughs> of you, but I do need to order one after this show. <laughs> I made a mistake and didn't order them. You ordered two <laughs> FO packs by accident. I mean, I wanted two FO packs, but... <laughs> so, I'll um, end up in the same case as with Zam. I still haven't actually got the Zam ship or the V-Wing. Have you not got Django? Have you not got the sl- the, the, the fire spray, the separate fire spray yet? Nope. I'm pretty sure they're on back on stock on shelves. They weren't an element, and I've already paid for it there, and I can't be bothered getting my money back. Oh, okay. I mean, I've got I've got a few fire sprays. It might be <laughs> that they've got it in the box, and they're waiting for the V-Wing to turn up that you've ordered at the same time. Oh, I, I do check when I go in. That's how oh, I got okay. my tri-fighter. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um yeah, I, I got um I got hit with that one. I had a ship that was and some um felled battle foam that was sitting there for ages and I was waiting. I was like, Why is this stuff not turned up? And they were like, Oh, we're waiting for this one thing. I was like, 
just give me the stuff that's in the box, please. <laughs> um, so um, the next one is uh, a, a reprint of a pilot from a T-70. It's uh, Kai Thrinali. So she's the one that if she fully executes a maneuver and passes through a friendly ship, she gets to do a free evade action. Um, she's not used in a T-70. I can't see why she would be used in a Y-Wing. Um, I think she's initiative four or something like that. But yeah, I can't, I can't see that C in play. Like, no. But gonna... in the artwork on the card, it's got the, I don't know what the TIE fight's called. It's got like triangle wings. Oh, the, the dagger. dagger. That's the one. Yeah. That's in the yeah. background. So people are thinking maybe we'll get one of them. Yeah, it was there. There was a resistance B wing in the background of something as well in the in the uh, in the FO art. Um, so there was yeah, there was a B wing in the background um, of the might have been one of the bomber cards or possibly the whisper. Um, so yeah, I can't remember. I I love the forensic nature of uh, the X wing community. It's like has anybody noticed in the background of the art for this card that there's a ship we've not seen yet? That Ooh. must mean it's in production. The artwork is amazing. Yeah. Either that or the artist Googled, you know, iconic Star Wars ships and drew one of them in the background. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Is, is that is the TIE dagger more Imperial or First Order? It's First Order. Is it? Yeah, it appears in that uh, that uh, trailer dump fire thing that we call a film. I think you should not say what you really think. So, in, oh, in which that's... one? In which one is it? In is it in seven, eight, or nine? Nine. Nine. Okay. <laughs> the 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 rise of the Skywalkers or whatever it's called. Uh, apparently that's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I didn't mind it. I had fun. Yeah, I had lightsabers and space. Wizards. I mean, that's that's all me. Like I had lightsabers. <laughs> lightsabers and space wizards. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was one of those people that was like, yes, I'm going to go to the earliest showing, and of course I'm going to love it, so let me book in at IMAX as well. And then, of course I'm going to love it, let me go watch it elsewhere. So I watched it the, the first time, and I was like, oh, well, I've got to do that two more times. It sounded <laughs> nice. It sounded great in IMAX. Too much. Too too much expectation. Too much expectation. If you'd gone going Space Wizards and Lightsabers, you'd have had a great time, because that's what I did. It is <laughs> literally one of the only times... It's one of the first times that you walked out of cinema, and I'm sorry, Tim. I just thought, wow, I'm a... <laughs> you're just gonna get muted on that point. So... I know um... only... the joke's on Liam because he's always one of them. <laughs> I hope it's the first time I realized it. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm sure your dad told you when you were a kid. <laughs> oh, so wholesome. Sorry, left you. <laughs> oh, damn. Don't blame him. Don't blame him. Oh, like so someone gives me that little opportunity and I have to just I, run with I, it. Shall I, shall I just move us along before this degenerates <laughs> completely? Um, so the, the next one is... Uh, so this this guy, I think, is quite cool. Um, so Aftab Akbar. So maybe he's related to Admiral Akbar. Who knows? It's a trap. Um, after it but is it though after executing a basic red maneuver or performing a red action if you have exactly one stress token you can gain a strain token to remove the stress token so That's if right. this guy has a tech slot he can do pattern analyzer then remove his stress token then take a regular action for the cost of a strain token i'd rather take get an action in the stress than a, a strain and an action yeah. yeah, but you could K turn 
target lock, and then focus. That's pretty good for ordinance. Yeah. Um, Ooh. No, it's basic maneuver. So oh, I'm not you can interested still do your you can do four straight target lock focus. Um, because that's a red basic maneuver or a three yeah. hard target lock focus. So yeah, I think he might see some play. Um, but again, it will depend. Um, but he might slot into a squad. Um as a as a way to get you know decent mods and ultimately a strain token on a Y wing is pretty irrelevant because he's yeah. rolling one green dice anyway. So once you don't get to roll that dice that you don't expect to get an evade on, so it's fine. Um, you only get an evade when you're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was playing um, I was playing against Sean in real life the other night. He was Sorry. using Ray for <laughs> it's all right. Somebody has to, um, <laughs> and he was using uh, Ray in the Falcon. And honestly, I shot her six times. Every single dice that he dropped on the mat after I shot Ray was just an evade. Just one <laughs> dice, just dropped it, evade, evade. evade. And I was like, come on. <laughs> just <laughs> once, I have to spend a force at least. <laughs> I was like, nope, just evade everything. And then he was rolling hot fire out of hand as well. So it was like three hits, three hits. I was like, oh. <laughs> this will never happen to him in an event, though. No, no, it wouldn't. I still beat him, though, because... Poe evaporated to um, unlikely dice on the other side, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, um, next one, Will Sateshlo, um name of a pilot, he'll be like, he'll be known as, oh, he's the I-4 guy, or whatever. Um, after you perform an attack, if the defender was dealt a face-up damage card, it gains a strain token unless it chooses non-recurring charges on an upgrade card and loses it. So you do a crit, and it either takes a strain or loses a charge on something like a torp or an illicit or something like that. I feel like that's just one of the things that, if it happens, it's it's good. Yeah, so they you know, like got, you probably don't play for it. Yeah, so they've got the bullseye ability that they get from the thing, which is um, you can't cancel crits in bullseye. So if it gets marksmanship plus that, like I mean, if you land in the bullseye of a Y wing, you deserve what you get, right? Um, <laughs> I was but, thinking that. You know, it's um, like I can see a bunch of these kind of trying to push damage um, just by you know crisscrossing bullseye arcs, a bit like foresight inquisitors. Like you're not trying to push tons of damage; you're just trying to get those free little chips away. And if you can start dropping crits through um, under shields then it starts to get a little bit spicy um, because, you know, crits are bad. Um, and even if they're, yeah. But I mean, again, I think in this, you would just every time be like, I'll take a strain token. Unless, you know, you've got 14 charges on something. Like, you know, death rain in a Punisher. It's like, yeah, I'll lose a charge on something, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's fine, I've got 14. <laughs> Um, I've got barrage rockets. <laughs> Fine, I'll lose a charge. Don't worry about it. I suppose um, like things like it being Zam could do the same thing, couldn't he? He could just pop one of his charges because they're not technically not reoccurring, are they? Yeah, no, they're not. Yeah, so th there's a. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that it's in to kind of counter. But you know, if you've got you know, because like even a torp charge is not recurring, but you can still reload it. Um, yeah. if you've got the reload action so you know it is a it is a bit of a punishment so um but not a huge one um it'll be massive against things like you know i'll just get rid of your crack shot um that, that's that gone i don't have to worry about that or whatever but 
um, against kind of ordinance lists and stuff. It's it's just going to be a bit of an inconvenience. But um, so the next one, this is a good one, and this is where it comes into kind of bit of combo wombo land. Um, Shasazaro, after defending, you may choose a friendly ship in your back half arc. So a friendly ship that's behind you, at range zero to two, and one of your green tokens. If you do that, ship gains a corresponding token. So no token transfer, token replication. It's like a budget attorney. Yeah, you shoot her, and that's a good name. <laughs> um, and it doesn't appear to be charged. Um, it doesn't say spend a charge. So you shoot her, she passes a focus back to somebody. Um, you shoot her again, she passes another focus back to somebody else. Um, and it's gain a token, it's not perform an action. So, you know, if you're shooting her, um, she's passing tokens backwards. If you don't shoot her, you shoot other people. She's got a modified shot sitting at the front of a formation, so probably the best one. So it's forcing you to take a bad shot or token up a, a squad. Um, so everything zooms in and takes target locks, and then she takes a focus and just dares you to shoot her. Quite like that. But you just yeah. shoot the ones with a target lock. Yeah, but then she's shooting you, and they're probably but shooting you anyway. It's two dice. <laughs> yeah, but if she's in at range one, and they're all at range two, then, you know, they, they, that's the thing. It messes with your target priority, isn't it? Like, you have to just think about it. what you want to do. No, you just no, don't shoot her. Yeah. Or, or you just shoot her to death. Opponent. Yeah, the more chance you, you give, the more options you give your opponent, the more likely he is to make to make a mistake. If I ever see you shooting that ship at the front, I'm going to walk over and slap you. <laughs> uh, I think I'll see it come in. You know, once you get the step ladders and everything. <laughs> Look, I can jump pretty high for a short guy. Yeah, it's still not enough. And if I go, well, if I can't reach, I might have to just go lower. <laughs> I'll wear shit pads. Under the toenails, that's where it really hurt. <laughs> um, and then I think the the pilot that kind of everybody was, if not excited, kind of looking forward to because her appearance in that movie did kind of indicate that she was going to be a higher initiative pilot is Zori Bliss, who is Poe Dameron's not love interest, I guess, because I think that's Finn, according to the internet. But um, of course, it's Finn. <laughs> it's um. So Zori Bliss is the um is the the woman with the gold helmet on um and the red jumpsuit basically who turns up in a Y wing with Babu Frick at the end and uh, yeah she she's actually got a really cool ability and it's a, just a crying shame that it's on an I five um Y wing it's a bit like Anakin in the Republic Y wing it's like oh great he's I six his ability's cool but he's in a Y wing so he's gonna die if you, if you look at him um so after a, a ship at range one performs an action during its performance action step so friendly or enemy um if this action is on your action bar you may spend one charge to perform this action treating it as red so something flies in front of you and does a barrel roll out of your arc you can barrel roll yourself to put it back in your arc um something flies up and takes a focus you can take a focus flies up and takes a target lock you can take a target lock so you can use it to do um so i think it is a it's spend a charge so it's one charge recurring so you could get an extra action so you can either steal a positive token from a friendly that flies up next to you and does a focus you just get a focus before you move so you get a double modded attack um or you can use it to do shenanigans um against opposing ships it seems pretty good but it's on a y-wing I think that's the big problem with all of these, isn't it? Yeah. 
I'm hoping, I really hope that I've proven wrong. I'm just, it's not sparking excitement like the FO pack did to me. I I can't remember what the base loadout is. Is it five hull and one shield or is it six hull and one shield? Uh, is it three? So I thought the wartime loadout gave you an extra, I think it's four yeah, and so three. The wartime, the wartime loadout gives you an extra two shields. Which yeah, puts so... you to a four and five spread, I think. Base no, is four and three. Oh, is it four and three? So it puts you to four and five. So actually nine. So, you know, if you're putting that loadout on Zori so that you can give her torps, which let's be honest, at I-5, she's got to be a, a munitions carrier with the ability to get easy double mods. So that's basically pose ability, but you're clearing the stress on the turn that you're getting the second action. Um, as long as you've got mates around you, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, it's... So I think she'll see play. Um Maybe he's in some kind of four-ship salad or something like that. Maybe she'll slot into Jousty in one of the spaces. Actually, may, maybe the uh, the the Shasazaro, the the token passer, will slot into Jousty um, in Resistance Land. Replace the uh, the Red Squadron expert with a Biggs effect that basically says, "Well, we've all got double mods, so you want to shoot her so that we get even better versions of those double mods." Then crack on. Yeah, that's not a. It's not the worst thing um, in the world. Yeah. I mean, nine health I, as I am, well. I'm pretty disappointed that it's just another Y-Wing. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I really like Y-Wings. The model's cool, and they're really iconic ships. Which I just... We've kind of beaten that horse to death now, haven't we? Yeah, and I think that's what disappointed me when everybody was getting excited about the new Resistance content, and I was like, but it's just going to be a Y-Wing. And I already own nine Y-Wings, and now I'll own 11 Y-Wings. And... That's, that, that's the issue with the nature of the faction, though. It's all... This is all we could muster. Here's our old stock. You'll probably get some 95s next year. Oh, my. There's the other X-Wing, though, isn't there? The updated one. I can't remember the T85, yeah. yeah. They, it, it, it looks quite different, doesn't it? Yeah, it's so it's, yeah. it's bigger. And it could be a medium base, which would put it in the same ballpark as like the Ark, or maybe the Fire Spray, but without the rear Ark, because hopefully they've learned a lesson. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be a three red dice, yeah. probably medium base. It could just be like a silencer, like a Chad silencer. <laughs> I love the Chad but... silencer. You leave my Chad silencer alone. It's uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's good. Um, but uh, yeah, so it could be massive, and it could fall into the same kind of bucket as the kind of the E wing, because the thing that Resistance doesn't have is the three 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 stat line ship. Um, so, you know, Rebels have got the E-Wing, Imperials have got the Defender, um, uh, First Order have got the, what you call it, the Silencer, and, you know, they, they, they start to spread out across the different factions, and it's one, one of the things that Resistance just doesn't have. Um, although I think the other thing that Resistance just lacks is people with Force, so it, they get a lot of passive mods in other ways, but... Um, ultimately, if you bump a bunch of resistance ships, they're just sad because they don't get their actions. Um, and yeah, so they, the only force they've got is Ray and Leia, and that's it. So isn't resistance pretty much everyone coming together to make one big family? And we all know there's nothing stronger than family. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, fireball. Oh, you fireball. One more time. <laughs> I can see I can see what they're doing with the faction because if you look through it, there's a whole load of different ways for people to get double mods or modded shots and modded actions without needing to take their action in their action step, right? So, you know, 
you've got pattern analyzers, you've got tech slots, you've got native rerolls, you've got native focus mods, you've got all sorts of stuff going on all over the place, and it's all really cool. Um, but um, it doesn't, it's not as good as Force. I yeah. think that's the problem. Uh, you know, but Force is amazing. So, that, you know, that's why we see lists with loads and loads of Force in them doing well. So it's good though. I mean, um, you say that, but um, Resistance, not Res Republic, isn't exactly in the, the best spot right now. And that's got Force coming out of its ears, hasn't it? Well, yes. And I think. I'll talk about it in a minute, but I think there's reasons for that which are around they're terrified of three red dice ships in that faction, which is why the Delta 7B title is so expensive. Um, but before we go into that, Babu Frick. Babu Frick? Dying to talk about this. Oh, mate. I mean, in, in that entire movie, he's the character that made you go, well, the plot reason for why you're here is really stupid. So... But oh, you're cool, so you can come in. It's fine. We'll we'll buy some merchandise with you on it. It's all good. Um, so he's been a little bit downpowered from the the rumours that we heard about. Um, with the addition of a word "must" um in his text. Um, what was the rumour just for? So the the rumour was that this was an optional, so you could choose when to when to spend charges. But um, they've made it that you must spend charges when when his ability is triggered. Um, so. Basically, his ability is before you gain a red or orange token that isn't a lock, um, so stress, strain, tractors, disarms, whatever, um, you may spend one charge to place it on this card instead. During the systems phase, if there is at least one token on this card, you must spend one charge. If you cannot, remove those tokens from this card and gain corresponding tokens. So he's got three charges. So basically, you can temporarily shift a token onto Babu and then during the systems phase if there's a token on the card you must spend a charge which then means that you keep that token so the best you can do is hold one token for three turns um, or three tokens for one turn if you've managed to suck up a ton of tokens from one of the various Y-Wing abilities that we've talked about before um, Previously, he had five charges. The rumors were he had five charges, and he could do them at will. So you could just choose not to spend the charge at any point, and just be like, "Well, this is the turn where I'll have you know five strain tokens or five stress tokens, and then I'll and then I'll core seller those stress off." Um, you know, yeah, I'll take I'll take five stress onto Ray because I'm doing a blue next turn, and you can't block me, um, sort of thing. So yeah, it that was um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean. I'd heard the rumor was that him at that level was like going to be eight points or something. So with this, which probably brings him down because of the scum faction rather than resistance, because he's scum or resistance only, um, that probably will bring his cost down as well. So he's not going to be that expensive anymore. Um, but I think the combo that they must have spotted and were probably scared of was Jabba, um, <laughs> because Jabba can recharge the, his charges. Um, so, you know, because he's an illicit upgrade, because he's too small to be crew. Well, now um, you can just cutthroat them. Yeah, so, yeah, you can cutthroat them, you can jabber them. So they've obviously downpowered him because Scum had other ways to basically say, well, we can have another another go of Babu. It's not a one-off thing. Because um, at the minute, it's basically like a one-hit thing where you, you suck a, strain, a stress token at some point. Um, so again, give just actions when you're doing K turns or or whatever it is that you decide to do. Um, 
but screws you up later on. But I mean, I like it thematically. It's a good card, like in terms of what he does. You know, he's like a mad little slicer dude who just like hacks into stuff and doesn't really care what he does while he's doing it. So, you know, he's not doing it in the most neat way, which means that eventually at some point it all comes crashing down on your head. But hopefully you've got the benefit out of it. So again, it's another thematic upgrade like Hondo. Hondo's a great thematic upgrade. Um, so yeah, I like it. Um, I'm not sure I'll ever put it on a ship, but I like it. <laughs> this is the best thing I've seen from the Resistance Spoilers. Yeah. It's like the thing that is most interesting. Yeah, and I think I think as Liam's pointed out, Cutthroat plus Jabba plus whatever else Scum can do with you know tokens and illicits and stuff basically means we'll probably see him. We can just call it Scum nonsense now, can't we? Yeah, because it is. You know, <laughs> it'll, it'll turn up in one of those three big base combo lists or you know, three, four ship scum combo lists where you just go, oh, now you've got Babu Frick as well. So you can just K-turn and say whatever. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it doesn't count. It's, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so they've they've released this stuff. Um, what's your impression of the pack as, as a whole so far, Liam? Any Any positive thoughts or are you just kind of looking at it and going, man, I'm glad I don't fly resistance? I'm not going to, like, everything seems to have a place like, I really like the Initiative 1. Uh, Zori Bliss seems cool. Uh, but I think Resistance is just that faction that I look at and go, there's some really good individual pieces. I can't see how it fits together to become a really solid list, unless you're either doing Resistance Beef or Raypo, which isn't great in the current meta. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the ship pack itself, they're really nice. Uh, the fact that they're doing two is better for us as players. Also, probably, it's not as great for uh, the shops because they're not selling two packs. They're selling one slightly bigger pack. Mm-hmm. I think... It's the same price. It's 40-something quid instead of 20-something quid. So, Oh, fair enough. Then uh, <laughs> suck it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, I, I don't hate them. The paint jobs look good as well, and... One of the most important things to me in the game is that a list looks good on the table, and I think they're facilitating that. And there is there's some things you can do with that to put them on a table, and I think they'll be good in a like a two Y wing list with other things. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? Uh, I'm excited because I like new ships. Um, I just like say a bit underwhelmed. But yeah. I am happy because apparently people have watched the stream and looked really close and it does look like it's a new sculpt. So that's a nice I, surprise. I but... wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. To me, it looks very, very similar to the new Rebel Y-Wing sculpt. Yeah, I couldn't Second tell. edition Rebel Y-Wing sculpt, but I wasn't bothered to forensically go and pull a model out and freeze <laughs> it and compare the two. It's, that's a, a level that I'm not prepared to go to. So, um, yeah, But just... we'll see. I just want, I think I just want something a bit more interesting. Uh, y wings aren't exactly the most interesting ships, anyway. Yeah, and and I used to fly a lot of Y wings, so you know. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, as as somebody who is a unashamed three good guy factions player, um, <laughs> I, I've started 
my head started turning towards Republic because it's more fun in inverted commas than resistance. Resistance is just you can put some solid, solid lists on the table, um, but they need something quite exciting. And, you know, if you've watched the movies that the resistance appear in, there is an awful lot of content that they've not mined yet. But everybody's looking at it and going, well, obviously, Ray in a T-65 is going to turn up soon. And it's like, cool. The problem with Ray in a T-65 is the same problem that we've got with Ray Gunner and Ray Pilot, is that you can only use one of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't have them both. Um, so, you know, it's like um, you've got um, things like Wedge in Wedge Gunner. Uh, or crew or whatever from the the end of the movie. You've got Lando flying the Falcon for the Resistance. You've got Poe potentially flying the Falcon uh, for the Resistance as well. You've got all these options for dropping like a card pack into the faction, which would be really cool. Like, you know, I'd really enjoy that. But, you know, there's been absolutely no spoilers or nothing about it. And there's more obvious releases for them to do. Um, Like, you know, all the Mandalorian stuff that still hasn't come out. I think um, for the Resistance as well, um, if you remember at the end of the film, towards the end, you've got like an absolute shed load of ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally pull any of them in, because we've had some really obscure ships before anyway. Yeah. And just something that's just for them. I mean, we've got, you've got lots of the, the transporter, didn't we? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not the... It's not the most exciting thing, is it? I mean, it's it was cool, and it's we've it's it, been. It appears in in the second movie, though it, it lands and Leia walks out of it, and you know it's yeah. it's there, it's front and center. What I don't want them to do is to design a ship from scratch and then circle a grey blob in the bottom right hand corner of that scene and say we took it from here, and it's like what is that? <laughs> That's where the artist just shaded in a bit of space and said, oh, there's a ship down there. It's fine. As long as it's interesting, I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff that they can do. And um, I mean, the Y-Wings were kind of a bit obvious. It was a bit like the the um, the B-Wing, like the Hera B-Wing coming out in, in Rebels. Yeah. Like, you know, it was in, a, you know, a well-regarded show. It was kind of front and center in an episode. And the designers are just looking at it and going, yeah, we'll have that. Um, but FFG and A, well, AMG said when they first took over from FFG, that you know, there's an 18 to 24 month design lead time on any content. Um, so you know, the fact that we're seeing now stuff that came out in that movie is like, oh, actually, right, bit of a delay with COVID. That kind of makes sense that we're seeing stuff from those movies coming out now, um, because they didn't get early sight on those movies like they did um, on the the first one, um, The Force Awakens. Um, but also, we're not going to get another Chad Silencer. <laughs> yeah, and we're not going to get a pilot skill eight pull followed by a pilot skill nine pull because they hadn't seen the movie. <laughs> about that. Turns out, turns out he's better than we thought. Just ignore that card. Here's another one. Um, oh. So yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah. Another thing with you know, like you're saying, obviously we saw the B wing and the A wing coming, but those those packs have totally sort of revitalised the rebel faction. You know, they rebels have. have seen a bit of. A downturn, but since those packs have come out, you know, we're starting people are experimenting again. You know, we're seeing E wings, we're seeing, we're seeing all sorts again. It's totally yeah. brought the faction do, back. Do you know what's sad, Ben? Do you know what's genuinely sad for resistance and why I feel a bit sad as a resistance player? Um, is that we've had two packs, um, that have come out in the time frame that Rebels have had that one pack, and there's been two cards 
in those packs that have been relevant. <laughs> uh, sorry, three, if you include um, hot shots and aces. So you've got Overdrive Thrusters, which has made Poe a relevant ace ship, which is brilliant. It's a great card. Um, yeah, and you've, yeah, and you've got um, Merle Cobbin, and then you've got ZZ in hot shots and aces. And, that... and all of the content that's come out recently, those are the three cards that are actually seeing play. And you look at the stuff that's coming out for First Order, the stuff that's coming out for Rebels, and the stuff, you know, revitalizing the faction just with something like Hera in an A-Wing that can just, you know, add loads of different interactions. And you basically got two or three cards that make in one individual piece better. And that's mm. no force multipliers, nothing hidden. It's just because it's such a straightforward faction and it's such a small faction as well. It's not like scum where there's like 37 ships or whatever it is in the faction for you to choose from. <laughs> it's like, you know, we, oh, well, we know exactly what impact this is going to have on the faction because we can test every interaction in a, in a couple of weeks. But yeah, it's, uh, it's bad. So yeah, as I was saying earlier, I've gone on to Republic for a bit because um, XY's list for the, um, for the XTC finals has turned my head. Um, I was like, oh, that looks cool. So I've been. I think I've seen him fly that. Yeah, I need a while ago against uh, Ollie Pocknell on. I forgot which stream it was, but it was a good game. Yeah, I need to watch him flying it to see how he does it. Um, see what his kind of approach is because. So um, just just for people who who don't know, it's um, it's four Republic I fives. Um, so you've got Rick O'Leary. Riglay, who's great fun because he whizzes about and shoots, chucks buckets of dice. And happens to be your favourite ship. Yeah, it happens to be in an N1 Starfighter, <laughs> so it's all good. Um, so you've got Riglay, you've got, um, and, and he's got an R2 Astromech on him in in the um, in XY's build. So obviously Why? he gets to whiz off and regen. Um, best, best ship for R2, anyway. Um, then you've got Plo Koon with Sense and Calibrated Laser Targeting. You've got Crit Mimo Buan Kenobi with the droid and marksman and auto blasters in a in a etta. and then you've got Oddball, yes, in a in a torrent, yes, with Prockets and marksmanship, and you kind of go, what's going on with that? Well, the fun thing is, is that Oddball can land, do a barrel roll into a red evade. If that barrel roll lands him in bullseye, he then gets a target lock. And then at the start of engagement, Plo can spend a force to toss him the focus to power the procket. <laughs> so he's got a it's double modded. A jank, that is. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's before, that's at the start of the engagement phase. So it's not your passing a focus as you're starting to shoot with Oddball. It's he's got the focus before he comes to shoot. So you can do the procket's attack off it. Yeah, unlike with and, Hera, where yeah, and you're doing it at I five. So let's be honest: if he's got an evade, a target lock, and a focus, and five health and two greens, he ain't gonna die. Um, unless you've got him with three range one shots at I six, he's gonna get that procket into whatever it is that he's lined it up on. Um, and then yeah, sense to deal with the I six is you got a bit of a bid. You got a four point bid anyway at I five, but you got a sense in case you don't bid under them. And um, I was having a chat with um. Cormac Higgins um, in the Irish XTC thing, and he said that he's been playing against Ben Lee. So Ben Lee's gone top four at Worlds and won Euros and is an amazing player. player. Um, And they were having a tournament somewhere down South Curtain Games, I think, or somewhere like that, had a 
um, like a store champ, like a delayed store championship. And um, I looked it through the list, and Ben was actually flying this list, but he'd carved the R2 Astromech off Ricolay and replaced it with Daredevil, which puts the bid down to 193, which is a, a solid bid. And it also means that while Rick can't regen, he can just do five straight and then do a 90-degree boost. And yeah, he's chucking unmodded dice, but he's chucking lots of unmodded dice. And it's really hard to catch um, the, uh, the the N1 once it's going fast. And if it can just fly past you, it, you know, it doesn't want to be blocked. So, you know, he can always just dial in a can't-be-blocked move. And then if he's not been blocked, he gets his free evade, and then he can do a boost if he wants to get a shot. Um, or, yeah. Excellent ace player as well, isn't he? I think if you remember, he used to fly a lot of Imperial aces. So yeah, absolutely. He's probably quite happy not having the regen and just playing a bit more cagey. Yeah, and and he's um, I was chatting to Ollie when I was in in Birmingham, and he said, you know, Ben is another one of those players who will happily win a game thirteen nil or twenty six nil or twenty six thirteen. You know, he will play for an hour and a quarter and take points on half of a ship in order to win if that's his win condition. I think um, that's what a good ace player does, isn't it? Though, yeah, be willing to do it. And you know, if somebody gives you the, the the opportunity to jump in and table them, you do it. You know, you take the MOV, but you know, MOV doesn't matter if you're six and over five and one. You know, you make yeah. a cut. Um, so yeah, that the list's super fun. Um, because you know, Delta Sevens, Plo Koon I five, that's a fun ship to fly around with sense as well. Double repositioning into blocks. Um, Obi in the CLT, uh, not in the CLT, in the ETA too. Is great fun as well. Um, you know, zooming about, pre-move positioning with um, intuitive controls, three force. You know, just amazing. And then everybody laughs when they see oddball with a procket, and then they go, "Wait a minute, that's oddball with a procket." When they figure out the interaction, and then they try and murder him really fast, and you go, "Okay, you're killing my thirty-six point ship, or whatever he's worth." You know, the other ones are all like fifty-five, fifty-eight, something like that, but he's like thirty-something. So it's like. Okay, if you're going to do all that effort into killing the cheapest ship in my list, I'm I'm grand with that. Let oh, me show you. Now behind you. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it's a it's it's a really fun list. It's in my bag for real life play, um, which is you know, I don't often put anything in there that's not resistance, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's great fun, and it yeah, uh, I'd recommend it to to anybody who has the ships or wants to give it a whiz out because it's definitely worth running. Um, so, and I think it's possibly um, XY's find it, but it's possibly the best thing available to Republic at the moment um, in terms of it's probably got a really, really low floor because if you just joust stuff with your two dice guns, you'll just die. Um, eventually, it'll take a while because you've got three greens on most of your ships. But um, yeah, you'll you, you'll you'll eventually die. But if you fly it like four aces at I five, then you know you're going to do well off it. So. Cool. Um, what else did I want to talk about? I think that was it. I think you need to ask Liam the questions. Liam the questions. Okay. Um, we want to try and want to hit it, don't we? Every time. Yeah, we do. Um, How are we doing for time? We're doing okay for time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Hold on. What questions? Well, did um, did you ask him Tim as well? Because he wasn't very talkative, was he last time? No, Tim was not talkative. So if Tim wants to jump on as well, and, and have have input on this point, we can do it. So we're trying to find out in a number of different ways and oh and that reminds me i'll make a note because dylan um jones who writes a blog talked about something um which i think was a great idea but we need to figure out how to do it um we're trying to figure out when somebody says back to dials to you 
what's the first thing that comes into your head what's your thought process how do you um how do you approach the game at that point so um kind of ben and darren talked last week about looking at board state and then considering options and things like that but i was just interested and it's difficult to do because i think for a lot of people a lot of thoughts just were around in their heads at once but if you if you take a moment to step away from it and actively think about actually what is my thought process what's my decision tree my thought order yeah um so what what when you think about it kind of in that way what do you think like the first thing is when somebody says to you it's it's back to dials so immediately like whenever i let's go like straight to the beginning of the game whenever i look at the opponent's list let's say i'm running my zam chertek grievous list i'm looking at it going what can i bully what can i force out position and then just harass because I always look at going for a 200-0 or just going for full destruction. And then it's only later in the game where I look and go, right, then I can't get 200 points. I need to wind it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people say back to dolls, I'm looking at where I want my ship to be the turn after. I know where I can put my ship this turn, but I need to know where I can put it the turn after if I put it somewhere else. So yeah. when approaching lists that have Nantex or anything normally when someone goes right then I need to be here if a Nantex catches you out of position it's the turn before so knowing that with that I need to address what the threats are when it can catch me off guard and how I counter that so you look at the board state yeah and when somebody says what so your first set of thoughts with that list, so it would change list to list, is where can I put my ship the turn after next? So you've already, during the combat phase or something else, you've already figured out what your next move is going to be. So in the planning phase, you're thinking that through and then deciding on your move after that? Yeah. And what about thinking about where your opponent could put their ships? Do you consider that or do you put your ships in a good position for you? and hope that they put their ship in a place where that works out to be the right thing. It's normally putting your position, uh, your opponent in a position where they only, they're only in a good place when it comes to trading shots, mm-hmm. uh, when they're not looking at you. So their best option is to just not be there because you're taking uncontested shots. And when you give them such such a very rough engage, so... If you're tracted, I'm out of arc with Grievous. Uh, I'm getting two double modified shots. You don't want to be there. So I'll be sitting there going, right, these are my options. I will just do this because for me, it's not wrong. They, I have to force the engage, uh, the disengage, sorry. So is, is I, I spe- try and bully something out is, of is that a sp- So is that a specific thought process because of the Nantex? Uh, so if you're flying something less um bullying really is probably the best way to put it yeah. you use the word yourself because like nantex are there and they bully other other ships by threatening the tractor don't they with especially within snare because you can chuck yeah. that onto people um so that's a specific list if you're flying i don't know say your malarus swarm or something like that which is the other thing you've been flying recently what's yeah. um is is it the same kind of thought process where like i'm going to build a kill box 
here and I'm going to see if they fly into it? Or are you thinking about where they're going to fly and then figuring out to bit how to build a kill box there? Do you know what I mean? Like yes. So with the go on. with the uh, with the Malara swarm generally, I'm, I'm just going to set up in one corner. And if you want to set up opposite me, your funeral. If you want to set up in the opposite corner, I'll just come over to you. Uh, I force you to have a band engage because. If you're unwilling to split up from your block, for example, with the uh, the Ozituk, Dutch, uh, Jake, and Janowars, the, the, Jan the super wolf arrow one, yeah, yeah. So I've played Oliver Williams twice uh, when he's using that, and I'm using Malarus. Like he likes to joust normally, but he can't chew through enough ties to win the joust. So he'll set up over the opposite corner and I'll just go, all right, then I'll come over there. That's clearly where you want the joust. Uh, it's, uh, I know I can bully that list. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as a general play style, I like lists that like to get involved. I can take a hit, but I can deal more. Uh, I think that's, for me, it's a more engaging way to play. Like I understand people have their play styles, but because I play like that, my first option is what can I hurt? And then I'll do everything I can to try and force and engage where I get to hurt that thing. So you're at the start of a game, you're looking at your primary target and then each turn you're looking at where is that primary target going to be? How can I point my guns at that primary target? And then if he ends up not being there, you take whatever shots you get. But ultimately you're trying to focus down whichever one ship it is that you've decided is the primary threat in your opponent's list. Pretty much, but obviously like with my other list, like I'm I'm I'll happily change it up if you provide me with a different option. If I know yeah. you can't get into engage that turn because I've forced you to disengage, I'll go right, I'll turn on something else. Okay. I'll give I'll give target B a kick in for a while and see how you get on there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like, it. I think there's so many variables to it. Like, it depends on the list that you're flying, the stage of the game, you know, the, the board state, the points cost and everything like that. But I think it's interesting to hear people articulating um, kind of their thought process and why they're thinking that way, because I think other players do think differently. Um, and I think newer players might be well served by actively thinking their way through the planning phase rather than just got a feel slapping something done because it feels like the right move to do you know because yeah. it's it's something i find myself being guilty of is thinking i want my ships to be over there and i don't actually think well he could just five straight past me or he could 4k over me i just go well, i would just want to move my ships forward so that i can get loads of shots off and then i'm bad at playing with and against aces because aces always slip the net when i cast it uh, and when I fly aces, I always miss the opportunity to slip the net and end up in a joust and then die. So yeah, uh, yeah it's it's like just trying to to figure out how people who are good um, with those kinds of lists um, are thinking. Tim, did you want to jump in and and have an opinion? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was thinking, like whilst you were chatting to Liam, I mean, for me, a lot of my planning phase actually starts in the previous turn. So. I tend to fly uh, low initiative swarms. So once I've moved all my ships and my opponent's moving their ships, doing their actions, I'm already thinking about my next turn actions and what what maneuvers I want to do. 
Uh, and same when it comes to the engagement phase. A lot of my opponents will probably do all their shooting before I do my shooting. So I should have a fair idea. I'm already looking at manoeuvres, um, working out what, what where I want to land next turn. Now, obviously, everything needs a little adjusting depending how you know combat goes and everything like that. Um, but I, when I uh, I've played several games that have had like chess clocks, um, sort of a you know, war machine or uh, Kings of War. And when I worked at Mantic, it was one thing that uh, Alessio uh, Cavatori said with Kings of War is that your thinking should be done in your opponent's turn when it's when they're like moving and doing everything like that on the chess clock. Because when it comes to your turn, you want to be acting. Now, X-Wing, we're not quite so strict. We don't have that, you know, that, that, that time issue. But I'm very aware that being a Swarm player, that I don't want my planning phase to drag on. So I, I do obviously try and sort of get ahead of myself and work out what I want to do. Um, probably the first thing I do once we sort of say like end, end phase and, and sort of back to dials is um, I do quickly like w like have a quick check of the scores and just update any damage, um, just so that I'm aware where I am in the game, because um, that could affect my manoeuvres. Like, do I do I need to uh, push for half points on something, or do I need to try and you know box something in just to take take points, or can I, you know, spend a turn like repositioning or, or whatever I need to do? It's interesting. I think one like talking about points, um, I think is a is an interesting point because I think. One of the things that, and maybe a phrase that we've all heard used is he smells the blood in the water when you've damaged a ship but not quite got half on it and you start to pile all of your ships into it to try and secure that. And what that does is it ends up putting you in a worse position against the rest of the squad because they can run with that ship so that you're, if you're chasing it, you end up in a bad position. Um, and then, you know, they can capitalize on that. And I think that actively thinking about what the score is at that point, and if you're thinking, well, I've, I didn't quite get half there, but I'm still up. So, and, and taking that, that active choice to think about the score rather than going, right, I need to get half on that and just banging down your dials on three banks or whatever to try and chase that one ship. It, yeah, um, it's, it's risk, yeah, it's risk management, isn't it? Like, if you know you're ahead or you're maybe not that far behind you know you don't need to overcommit or uh you know yeah ch chase that ship that suddenly goes actually i'm going to do a three bank barrel roll boost or something like that and just disappear um but equally if you're behind maybe you do need to take a risk and you do perhaps you know a couple of risky maneuvers or, or positional play just to try and trap that ship or or, or trap another ship um i mean one thing i always look for with my swarms is I don't always go 100% down on one ship. Um, so I was playing Ollie earlier, and I actually sent one of my aggressors the opposite way just to close off a lane so that the Grand Inquisitor couldn't come in. Now, Ollie actually just bugged out with the Grand Inquisitor anyway. It didn't put my aggressor in any bad position, um, didn't like risk it or anything like that, but what it meant is that if Ollie actually went, you know what, he's going to go after Darth Vader here, um, it closed off that gap and actually protected me. So there is a little bit of sort of spatial awareness with that and thinking, you know, where are other ships going to be going uh, in, and not sort of being blinkered or, you know, get that tunnel vision chasing after the one target. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what, what I'm hearing is is that your your thought process is very much around the, the broader game state 
of the score and then figuring out how do I continue to tip that score in my favor and you're willing to maybe sacrifice one shot in order to like prevent or gain a better board position so like if you're flying a swarm and you've got you know six or eight ships or whatever um and they're all worth kind of less points then it's you know e an easier decision to make to you know peel one m3a off or peel one aggressor off or peel one tie fighter off to you know as you say you know go for a block on a flanking ship or whatever um versus you know i've got three ships and now i need to think about what i'm going to do with them but yeah it's it's interesting because i think the thing that i've heard from you know all four people that we've talked to about this has been you know the first thing is board state you know because there's no point in not knowing what the board state is because that's what leads to you dialing in a k turn when you've already got a stress or you know you're not aware of you know the, the things so you're not aware of crits and you're not aware of tokens yeah um, stuff like that um but then after that is you're trying to figure out from the board state what are the moves i can do to pursue my win condition so again it comes back to this and it was something that chris z used to chat about when we used to play a lot um a couple of years ago and he said you know and uh, colin roberts as well was uh, two two sith takers that we've not seen uh, basically for a while um due to covid and and second edition and stuff but they both used to talk an awful lot about you know win condition it's all about win condition and i think everybody starts off playing x-wing thinking about total destruction how can i 200 nil you um and then when that doesn't work out trying to figure out how can i win and often you try and figure that out in the last 15 minutes where chris and colin were always like what's your win condition and when you talk to people like ollie and jack mooney and you know other really top players their first thought on the first turn is how do i get the points i need to win without losing the points that i need to save to to win um so you know if you've got a 140 point ship because you've been an idiot and put loads of upgrades on vader and the defender your win condition is not losing half on vader or not losing vader because you can't win the game if you do um where you know if you've got eight basic tie fighters for example your win condition is just you know i just need to punch stuff off the board while i've got the firepower because it's not gonna last um so yeah anyway interesting thank you cheers both um i we did get some feedback from listeners that they enjoyed that segment last week so thank you ben for making me remember to do it again because i didn't write it on my list which i was ticking my way through so never mind um we really oh. should write the questions down so we remember them <laughs> i'll remember the questions as long as somebody remembers to ask me to remember to say them so if that sentence made any sense but you know what i mean um so yeah cool um so in summary um i can't be bothered with a summary um if you want to know what we talked about you can listen again so it's all good um, <laughs> um i think we're done then so um has anybody got any shout outs that they want to do you know uh, can i can i just mention yeah, one yeah. thing before we do shout outs mm -hmm. uh something was print screened and put on one of the many x-wing pages uh i not can't remember which one it was but it was a screenshot of uh is it shaker or something one of the amg guys doing the stream repainting stuff uh-huh he was repainting some of the uh the y-wings and then oh he did them pink going, yeah there was people going why are you repainting stuff give us something else can i just ask you to not be a <laughs> Yeah. because they're providing a different aspect to the hobby and albeit you don't appreciate it 
you don't have to watch. Uh, they're trying to bring a different aspect to the hobby. They're new to this. They're doing a great job as it is. And just be a little bit more respectful. Yeah, just because it's not your jam doesn't mean that people aren't appreciating it. And on those streams, that's where they're doing their spoilers. So, you know, if people are being <laughs> on those streams to people, uh, to the people that are doing it, you know, they might just be like, well, we'll just keep doing Marvel Crisis Protocol streams because the community enjoys that. Um, and we won't do yep. those X-Wing streams anymore because the community are saying that they don't want them. So... Um, and then we don't get the little the little cheeky leaks that say things like, you know, Grogu's coming and, you know, we know he's coming now. We're just waiting for him to arrive rather than it being, well, we assume he's going to. They've said, you know, and we only know that because you can listen to a stream and you can hear it. So um, and I have to say that AMG have been super responsive and super helpful to us when we've been um, trying to sort stuff out for the Sith Taker Open. Um, you yeah, know, they totally and... didn't need to reply to us there. They could have just proper ghosted us. Yeah, they could have just ghosted us, but they didn't, and they gave us a useful and helpful reply. So, yeah, um, so that's why we've we've committed to running it. So hopefully, um, Asmodee won't just like book something over. But you know, it's not going to happen. I'm I'm confident. Um, we sold nearly hundred tickets. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if they do, it's their loss. Um, we'll probably lose some, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, um. So yeah, that that's a a really good point, um, Liam. So yeah, thank you for calling that out. I think the other thing was that I spotted was um, which I've just remembered was the Thai whisper. Every single yep. pack has been misprinted. <laughs> yeah. So they've only got a bullseye arc on them, printed, and they're going to release the packs anyway. So that everybody's got the content and they're going to solve it somehow. However, they figure out how to solve it. They're going to solve it somehow. Yeah, but they're going to release another, Use another plate. It's fine. Yeah, and then use a different base template. So you'll have the right dial and you might have a different I4 with a different name on it, but it doesn't matter. Um, you know, or you can put stickers or colors or whatever on them, like with using all of the acrylics that we've all got loads of. So, um, yeah, and again, this is just, you know, how, how did that slip through the loop? I suspect a handover from FFG to AMG and people who'd recently been made redundant in, in Minnesota not really paying as much attention as maybe they used to. I suspect that the quality checking team just went, yeah, it's fine, grand, whatever, <laughs> going to the pub. <laughs> but... Um, so yeah, hope, hopefully that's a one-off because that that's quite a major error. But um, and it, it will lead to some unusable cardboard, so they will need to replace it at some point in the future or do something, you know, to get them back out to the community. So hopefully, yeah, it's awkward, isn't it? Because it's you buying something that's wrong, like yeah. So it's like they, they do have to address it. Yeah, and, and I suspect it at the end of the day, they'll be sensible. I you know and release a, a card pack that you can get for free if you've already bought the content or you know contact us at customer services show us a picture of your content and we'll you know we'll send you out the, the baggie that contains the the you know eight base plates or whatever in it or you know however they end up doing it or just yeah. send them all out to the same to the stores that were um doing the sales um and say you know well you've pre-ordered 14 of these so here's 14 correction baggies because they've done They've done misprints and corrections before, but they've caught them before the run. So they've done the, I think it was an additional dial for one of the epic ships, wasn't it? That was in the bag. Or it and... was wrong as well. 
yeah, they've they've done like additional stuff in one of the conversion kits where it came with an extra bag of stuff that was yeah. basically like, don't use that dial, use this one because that <laughs> one's got you know, right bank three 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 bank right on it twice, but no bank left on it or whatever. Um, can't remember what the error was, so hopefully they'll correct it in a sensible way and not be fools and idiots about it. But um, yeah, cool. All right, I think that's us done for today then. Um, yeah. Because. Um, we've been on a bit of a canter around everything there is to talk about. So, um, any shout outs? Go on once, go on twice. I've got one. Yeah, go on. Um, so, just a shout out to the Tin Squadron who run in an event, uh, the Kerno Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, check out their uh, page if you want to go. I'm sure it'd be a great day. Yeah. They Tim have Cornwall. excellent Cornish pasties. Yeah, but it's in Cornwall, and that's far away from everything. I know. I still, I'm, I'm, my missus isn't home yet, but I'm going to try and talk about it to see maybe if I can play. Goodness me! Goodness me! I think oh, is, I it, is it not September or is it October? I remember it's September. I think. Yeah, I think September's quite a busy month uh, for events yeah. and stuff. When when say yeah. what? Because some of them are a bit hush hush, but yeah. So it's um, but I'll yeah, just find it. Let me just find it. Oh, also, cool. while I was searching for it, I accidentally stumbled across the, upon the Burnett Cup. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that Ryan is actually the best Burnett and Chris is the worst. Because <laughs> he is at the bottom. <laughs> so now we have physical proof that who is the best Burnett. I still need to play all of those. All I mean, Burnett's. just play Ryan. He's clearly the best. It's the Burnett versus Baker Challenge. Don't bother with Chris. He's right at the bottom. I thought he was better. But it turns out he's a loser. <laughs> but surely it's like a boss battle in a computer game. You have to start at the bottom, work your way up, like you know, to, to, to the to the Burnett gym leader at the top. Dear me, uh, I'm trying to find the uh, the date for it, but I can't find it. He did it. It is 16th of September. 16th of October. There okay. Um, so cool, yeah. And they're also running another version of Balance of the Force as well, which was a great TTS tournament with um, list building rules that prevents people spamming ships and um, maximizing um, initiatives and stuff. So we talked about it when they did the last one. So they're running it again and again. It's for charity um, for the Cornish Air Ambulance. So um, it's worth looking into that one on TTS um, or on the Tin Squadron Discord um, because it's uh, it's a great. Great little format and a great little list building um, nuance because basically all but one of the major metal lists are illegal. Right, <laughs> so, they just fly Heritani, it'd be fine. Yeah, you can fly Heritani if you really want to win a charity event with no real prize support. So, I mean, gone. I know loads of people who would. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I've, I've won a tournament now. It's fine. Um, <laughs> cool. All right. So, yeah, big shout out to the Tin Squadron because they keep, keep on doing the good work. Yeah. Um, and they bring Cornish pasties to people when they come to their events. So, and it pains me to say it, but Chris is a lovely man. <laughs> Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any shout-outs from you, Liam? Uh, I'm just going to shout-out uh, my local again, Boarding Brum, because they're running monthly events for X-Wing, and they've got good stock levels, so there's normally have something you're after. We're going to have to ban shout-outs of Boarding Brum because, you know, we picked them up last week, we picked them up this week. No, no, it's 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 all I'm gonna do. Oh, there on the boarding broom hype man. Tim's gonna edit that out. <laughs> yeah, go. I would like to I would like to say uh, Element. I'll give, him, I'll give him another one to use. 
Uh, I'm going to shout out Ben as well for doing the uh, the Sitaker League again. Uh, I know sometimes it might be a bit of a thankless task with the amount of effort you put in and obviously you fork out for prize support as well. So just thank you and if you need help, I'll do it. You know I don't deal very well with people being nice to me. Yes, <laughs> suck it. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have any shout-outs today, I don't think. I've got, um, I've got or, a small one. Oh, yeah, go on, Tim. Uh, yeah, I'll just say best of luck to every uh, streaming and playing at the XTC because it's going to be one busy weekend full of X-Wing. So yeah. if, you, if you're Where not... Actually, is it? So this it's, weekend. Yeah, this weekend. So this uh, Saturday, Sunday, uh, I think the player meeting's 8 o'clock. I'm not sure if that's UTC plus 2 plus 1. Um, there's a rough schedule, which... Um, but there's no like, real timings, so I don't know. Look at the streamers and see if they've got like what time the, the games are. Yeah, so the the first game's, I think, at nine? I know, but is it nine UTC plus one, plus two? Is it, is it, is you, I think oh, it's, it's right, Euro yeah. time zone, isn't it? So, yeah. I mean, obviously there'll be pairings and stuff, um, but, you know, once the games have, like, found tables and the streamers are going to have to work out, like, you know, going to the tables and streaming stuff. So I think it could be a little chaotic. Um, but, you know, there's an awful lot of X-Wing going to be streamed. And, yeah, go and, go and support the streamers. I'm sure there'll be lots of giveaways and stuff happening over the weekend. I'm hoping yeah. to catch them this time. I'm quite excited. It's going to be. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hectic. And I'm, I'm, I'm only playing on Sunday. What? Some of the games on Saturday then, Rich, in case you no, do I'm... pick up on Sunday. Uh, no, I'm playing on the Saturday. I'm oh, are you? I thought you playing. No, Sunday. sorry, no, I'm playing on the Sunday. I can't play on the Saturday. <laughs> are you sure? Are you, are you certain which day you might be playing? No, I'm definitely certain. I'm playing on the Sunday. I'm not on the Saturday. <laughs> but uh, I know when you play. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm playing against. I'm playing against USA, uh, Singapore. It's all the easy ones. Oh, Spain wow. and uh, Switzerland. Yeah, it's all the easy ones we've got at the end, so it's fine. I mean, I don't think there's an easy game. Obviously, there's not because you know, ten teams have been yeah. through a difficult qualification phase. But yeah, um, USA, um, Singapore, and and Spain are three that you know you don't yeah. think about any of the players or any of the lists or any of that as being. Oh yeah, that's a I'll be grand there. Yeah, it's like Ireland are playing USA and the final round, and that can be caught on Hexard Gaming or uh, the Sydney City Space Slugs. Wow, that's a cool name. Yeah, at least you'll have the uh, the time advantage in two of them. Yeah, I mean they'll be knackered by that point, won't they? <laughs> or they might just be getting used to it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think by game nine, USA people being like five six hours behind, it'll be like lunchtime for them at that point. But they'll have been up since I mean it, well, you know, kind of one in the morning. It's it could be so. an interesting uh, end to the tournament because if USA, so USA on day two are playing Italy, then they're playing France, then they're playing Spain, the defending champions. So yeah. you're you're either gonna get a USA who are possibly maybe have won the event or are you know one win away from from clinching it um or they may have just like lost two or three rounds on the bounce yeah i mean i don't think you can call it at this point i think no no i i I would be very surprised if one team will go unbeaten yeah absolutely it's, 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 it's possible but i think you'll see 
a lot of three fours, four threes, where teams take a round off each other, and then then we'll have like was it game wins is the tie break and stuff like that. So yeah, and and I think that teams have clearly picked lists with that in mind, so people are trying to minimise MOV loss um, and stuff like that, and they're going to be trying to um, pitch you know when they do win that they win big, when they do thump a team that it you know they're they're getting a 5-2 win because that 5-2 win could be the thing that puts them to, to first place because every every other game was 4-3 but they got a 5-2 somewhere down the line so yeah i think people are going to be coming in hard for wins especially in the first few rounds on the first day um people are going to be really trying um but i think by the last couple of rounds on day 2 people are going to have kind of just be like oh just play i just can't be bothered with the brain required here well say so the 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 uh, the, the interesting or well, the the, uh, the fun start to the event will be round one england versus ireland which is fearless gun darks and gold squadron podcast that's yeah. saturday morning around nine o'clock uk time probably ish yeah nine ish ten ish something like that I mean, I'll, I'll probably post out on the sift taker page once we get the timings sorted and stuff yeah. like that all right cool so yeah xtc good luck everyone especially team ireland um but not when uh, <laughs> Thanks. I'm just going to point um, out there's nine teams that were wrong for not taking me. Just okay. think if you get picked next year, it's just a sympathy pick. I'm trying to remember which, I'm trying to think which team was correct for not picking you. Well, probably England. Uh, the one that wins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to leave it there then. We've been we've been closing it off for the last twenty minutes, so let's actually close it off. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, it's goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. Uh, it's goodbye from Ben. Bye. Goodbye from new boy Liam. Toodles. Don't be. A <laughs> That's goodbye from me. Ta da. Yeah.